This episode of Inside Acting is brought to you in part by Rehearsal 2, the app for actors. Want to learn your lines fast? Be off book for auditions? Explore your characters and make stronger choices? There's an app for that. Rehearsal 2. Download it now at rehearsaltheapp.com slash download. That's rehearsaltheapp.com slash download. Welcome to episode 147 of Inside Acting. I'm AJ Meyer. And I'm Trevor Elgott. And on this podcast, we interview writers, directors, agents, casting directors, managers, and anyone involved with the entertainment industry or not, if they've got a cool story to tell, and package it up into this thing we call the Inside Acting Podcast and throw it up on the interwebs for you fine folks at home and across the globe. Yes, and we're just two dudes that started this thing because we were looking for the answers. We have a few of the answers, we think, um, but that doesn't mean that we've we've learned everything there is to learn. So, um, really, we're just looking for through lines and themes and the kind of um, you know repeated kind of stuff that just seems to work on a consistent basis. And that's really all this is. So, if you hear something on the show that you that you agree with or disagree with, we love hearing from anybody and everybody. So, start uh, finding out the different ways to communicate with the podcast at our website, InsideActingPodcast.com. And on this episode, we've got part two of Trevor's chat with actor Sam Anderson. So, stick around for that. Yo. How's it going? We're back together again. <laughs> Is that a song? Just the two of us. That's a song. Oh, I don't yeah, know. That's the a first, song. The first one I made up. I okay. wrote that. I'm working on something. Um, yeah, I like I'm actually going gonna, gonna, gonna to submit it to you to add to your, to your latest concept album. I love that. I love that. Please do. Oh, you're being so generous to me, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's... Oh, yes. It's not true. You're not considering it. Uh, Boom. How are you doing today? How are you doing, man? What's going on uh, in your world? I'm, I, I've had a really exciting week, man. I, I, if anyone of our listeners follows me on social media, they know that I am a, a, a massive Kings fan. Yeah, you uh, said, you said that on the last episode, and uh, <clears throat> I've been following the Kings a little bit, and it's been a good week. Yes, we won the uh, the Stanley Cup in the NHL. For those of you who are not from uh, the United States, uh, the National Hockey League is is our sort of premier professional hockey league, and uh, the Stanley Cup is is the end all be all, the greatest trophy in in sports. <laughs> and um, that was a very very cool run. I mean, it, people counted them out so many times, and they're just like. I don't know, man. They're like cockroaches. They just never went away, <laughs> and and uh, we uh, we pulled it out this this past week. So that was very very exciting. It made me very happy. Awesome, man. And you had a bunch of meetings uh, this past week too. And have any of them kind of panned out yet? Uh, I haven't heard uh, from anyone. Uh, no, but uh, you know, it was it was a good a good week for meetings and. Um, 
I've got uh, one more uh, that I get to put myself on tape for um, in the next few days here. But uh, yeah, the the uh, the one that I talked about in the last episode of just sitting down and, and actually meeting with the director, it made me feel like, you know, this is how the uh, the A list directors and actors do it. You know, mm-hmm. they 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 don't necessarily have auditions. Uh, they might do a screen test or something like that, or some kind of chemistry read with a uh, with another actor. <clears throat> but in terms of you know, am I interested in working with this person? A lot of people just sit down and and chat just to get to know you. And uh, I really want certain thing. Like I, I'm, it's it's you know, it's living as if. Like I, I want, I'm, I'm envisioning that being. Uh, my career, the 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 mm-hmm. deeper the rabbit hole goes, so to speak. So yeah, yeah, that's every actor's dream is to not have to audition <laughs> for stuff anymore. Oh, wouldn't it be nice? Well, you can really tell a lot about a person just by just by talking to them. You can tell a lot about what kind of um, what kind of gravity they can bring to to something. I remember when I went in for the Mad Men thing with producers. I walked in and I said, uh, "Hey, Trevor, where are you from?" And I immediately, like, a, a thing went off in my head, and I was like, oh, they're just, they just want to hear me talk because the role is kind of small, and they just want to see kind of what I'm like because just the three lines that I'm going to read right now isn't going to give them a good, a good taste of it. Sure. And so, uh, and I heard them kind of, you know, through the door asking that of everybody, where are you from? Where are you from? And, you know, some of the actors made the producers laugh, and some there were just like crickets. And so, you know, I think that's, there's a lot to that, you know, and that's just, comes back to being a generous person and having solid social skills. I've, it's, it's funny that you mentioned the Mad Men office, too, because I've actually heard a lot of good things, uh, things about them being nice in that in that office, for instance. And <clears throat> I know we've mentioned it a ton of times on the podcast before, but, you know, in, it, to, to take off of what you just said about social skills, like, it, it's about, you know, is this person going to be a pain in the ass on set too? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, that's all, that's all part of it. Yeah, totally. So, uh, what's been going on with you, brother? Um, I just got an email last night from the midnight monster people. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Those, those guys were, who were just super, super cool. And actually it's funny that you mentioned your meeting just kind of being lunch. Cause I, I did go in and have an initial, um, kind of proper audition, um, but before the cameras even started rolling, uh, David, the director uh, and co-writer, just kind of turned the camera away towards the wall. And he said, he said, you know, before we start rolling, I just want to kind of talk to you and get to know you and get a sense of who you are. So, And we, that's how it started. We would have had a 10-minute conversation about, you know, where I'm from and what I like to eat and, you know, other things in my life. And, and then same for them. And then we started rolling on the audition. And then the last kind of callback was, was a coffee date essentially with him and the, and Brina, the other, um, kind of co-writer, co-director, actor. So it's kind of cool. cool. I, I really love that that is the way that a lot of people work. Cause I think that I, that actually is a more thorough and kind of deep way to, to get into it. But anyway, so I got an email from them last night and they got funding for the feature film version. Um, they hired a casting director, so they're they're changing up the cast from the short, but um, they are really adamant about getting me in the film in some capacity. And so there's a, a small role that only shoots for one day, and it kind of intimidates the character that I played in the short. It's kind of like one of those thug guys that just kind of gets all up in his face. And 
Um, it's just a few lines, but he said, you know, like, I'd really love to have you in there. It's kind of a nod to you being the original character of Grady. And I thought that was really cool, man. You know, like, they told me when we first, uh, when we first sat down, they said, you know, like, here's the deal. Like, we want to, this is basically a pitch for the feature. Um, and we want to, you know, use this to get funding for the feature. And we'll probably change up the casting. They're like, we're going to, like, pitch it to some big people. And, you know, if Joseph Gordon-Levitt's production company wants it and they want to put, you know, Marky Mark in the role, like, sorry, we got to go with Marky Mark. <laughs> sorry. Wow, yeah. I know Mark Wahlberg hates it when people call him Marky Mark, but, um, you know, they want to put Mark Wahlberg in the role. And he said, so that's, you know, that's just something to kind of keep in mind. And I understand that, you know, it's about getting butts and seats. I, I, I'm glad you said that because I was about to ask, like, what was the issue with you not at least having a shot at it? But if they were up front with you in the beginning, like, you yeah. know. I guess I can kind of understand that. Yeah, and they, you know, and, and that being said, they they did not have to come back to me and tell me anything or offer me a role, a small role in it, and just the fact that he said, you know, we really want you in there because we want to just have it be a nod to you being the original. I thought that was really cool, man. You know, like I think some actors might take that the wrong way and get kind of butt hurt and be like, ah, oh, like are you serious? I'm being downgraded, and now you want to rub it in my face. But I don't see it that way. I see it very much as like a this is the situation and we still want to get you involved yeah you know so um i'm excited about that that was literally like last night before i went to bed i got that email um so that'll be fun that'll be in july sweet man well and you get to spend a day on set and if uh if they do end up casting somebody you know like an a-lister in that role you'll have a scene with that person for your reel yeah it'll be pretty cool that's amazing. Yeah, and it's a union gig. You know, it's fully it's fully SAG after and all that. So um, it'll be a nice payday too. That is awesome. Yeah. Congratulations, man. That sounds. Aw- I, I can't wait to hear about the the actual onset experience and all that. Yeah, I'm I'm really stoked, and it's just a great group of people to be working with. I'm ass- I'm assuming that they're going to be working with a lot of the same crew, and the three days that we spent, uh, actually two days that we spent shooting that. Uh, the crew was just awesome. Like you could not ask for a cooler group of, of people to be spending, you know, twelve plus hours in a garage with all day. So um, it'll be great to see everybody again. All right, so we don't have. We, we don't really have any emails or, or voicemails to, to discuss this week other than we just wanted to kind of touch on and, 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 and thank those who responded to Trevor's dispatch from a couple of weeks ago where he kind of asked the question of what is this thing that we do. We got a lot of really great responses from all over the place, uh, people in major markets, minor markets, uh, across the country and across the globe. And it, it it always encourages us and gives us warm fuzzies and and sort of keeps us going when we hear the, this kind of stuff from our listeners. So we we really just wanted to kind of uh, give a shout out and a thank you to those those folks. And uh, Trev, I was wondering if you wanted to kind of say anything since you know you actually wrote the the dispatch itself. Um, yeah, I, I just. Um I've been thinking about this a lot as we've kind of been growing the podcast and working with various other kind of new team members and, and fleshing out, you know, what it, what, where it's going next. And I've been thinking like, what is this thing? Because some, some of the conversations have revolved around like, 
you know, uh, turning it into like an actor, like a proper actor resource, meaning something that like where there's like workbooks included and there's, um, you know, events and things and there's, there's email, uh, autoresponders and all sorts of like stuff, you know, information products, essentially monetizing it and turning it into like a proper kind of specific thing. And I, I just, it, it's forced, I think those conversations have forced us all to think about, well, what is this that we're offering? Because there's a lot of people out there that are doing what we've been talking about, um, which is essentially like actor education, I guess you could put it as. A lot of people are out there doing that already, and they're doing it really, really well. And I don't know that I'm... I, I'm not really interested in becoming a teacher or or being perceived as that with this podcast. I've always kind of seen the show as, as kind of a, a thing that is just a way to build community and get good information out there. And yeah, we've picked up some things, and I think it it would do us well to kind of chunk them down into into specific action steps that that people can take. Um, and we've talked about putting that book together, and we've got a, a few things in the works. But mm-hmm. um, I w- I wrote that 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 kind of essay in that email kind of came out of me being like, well, let me just ask everybody who listens to this thing every week. People give us a lot of ear time. And um, maybe they have insight on what this is and what they're looking for and and things like that. And so it was just really wonderful to hear people's thoughts and how how this um, thing has played a role in their journey. You know, it's interesting because we we have heard from listeners. You know, we're we're kind of. Um, hesitant to go in the direction of not necessarily teaching but like you were saying information products and we've heard from from listeners themselves saying like why don't you guys monetize this or why don't you guys um you know do some kind of like uh, event like a like an inside acting expo or something where you get a bunch of like guests together and 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 invite people and charge you know money at the door and that kind of thing and <clears throat> it's been a back and forth that we've talked about for years and there's always something that inspires us to that direction and always something that inspires us not to go in that direction. And it's a, it's, it's a growing thing, I think, but it's also, like you said, it was, it was nice to just put it back on, on the listeners and say, you know, what do you, what do you think? And, and, you know, what's your take on this? And overwhelmingly the, the response was, not not only positive, but it was you know keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Which yeah. Is great. And and nobody nobody explicitly said like don't go do that stuff. But but the way I see it is, and I talked about this in a, f- a few other dispatches previously, is like in in many ways a, sh- a show like this is just talking. It's just talking about what we want to do. And I I love talking about what we do, and I love hearing about people's journeys and and just kind of, you know, refining and refining, refining kind of what it is that drives us and and what those next steps could look like based on, you know, various things like type and uh, where you are in your career and income level and where you live and, you know, all these different things I think are really fascinating to talk about. But at a certain point, you got to stop talking about it and start doing it. And I started to to look at look at like when we started talking about information products and you know expos and things like that i started thinking to myself well do i want to do it or do i want to show other people kind of what we've learned on how to do it and i was like where where do i want to put my time there mm-hmm. and i didn't want to be somebody who was just constantly <laughs> talking about it and didn't have any real thing to back it up and and again like my passion doesn't lie in like putting on an expo or putting together a thorough information product that would show people my, my passion lies in going out and making stuff. And how much more 
information are we going to be able to disseminate from spending our time uh, and energy working on growing our own careers and 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 and, and our own working on our own creative projects than putting together some kind of information product on what we've already learned as opposed to you know continuing to move forward exactly because yeah. i'm sure you know <clears throat> there are i'm sure there are books and and dvds and 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 who knows what else on on acting on the business side of acting that are probably only a few years old and completely outdated <laughs> true true story you know, so, yeah. so 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 uh, hopefully the podcast is a growing living thing and you and i will just continue to have experiences in the industry that we can then share with our listeners and hopefully provide some kind of insight or inspiration or some of the other things that people you know wrote in and said they were already getting from the podcast yeah yeah amen and that's not for none of this is to say that just lest anybody be misinterpreting uh none of this is to say that we don't love doing this and that it's not going to be around for a while to come it's it's more just like uh do we kind of keep it as what it is or do we try and create like a mini empire out of it and i think right now i'm I'm kind of erring leaning towards the the first option hmm <laughs> I mean, but you know, I mean, we're always looking way for ways to add more value. But if it's about finding that balance between between adding value and being able to do what I came to LA to do, I, I told you we should have talked about yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> and, and also, you know, just it, it gives us an excuse too to talk about the the, the dispatch, our, our email newsletter, which goes out every week in conjunction with our, our episodes. So if you're not signed up yet. Um, Head on over to the website and uh, type in your your email address. We yeah. only send we only send one email a week, and it's not spam. So <laughs> yeah, in fact, I'm glad you said that because uh, on this yeah, this is perfect actually because we've been working with uh, Gadali, our kind of web slash marketing designer consultant guy, and he's really smart and knowledgeable about all that all this like internet entrepreneur stuff. And he, um, he uh, encouraged us to put together a really simple one-page PDF that is just like five must-have actor tools for digital actor tools. Um, just stole your name there, dude. All good. Uh, all right. <laughs> so um, uh, he, he and I worked on putting that together, and it's now up. So when you sign up for the email list, um, I've got to change this on the website. But when you sign up now on the email list, you get an automatic download of that of that document. It's a really quick little read, but it's got links to stuff that that we think um, really make a big difference in an actor's career. Um, just tools that you can use to just make sure that you're firing on all all cylinders. So there's another incentive to sign up for the email list. Awesome. And that's live right now. Yeah, just uh, insideactingpodcast.com, and then there's a, a link. Well, we've got, it's in the menu, IP Dispatch, and then on the, over on the right-hand side, there's a subscribe button, which is just above the donate button, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, cool. well we, uh, yeah. Yeah, I was just about to say, we'll roll into this, uh, this interview. This is part two of Trevor's chat with actor Sam Anderson, so uh, enjoy. I 
wanted to um, talk about, I didn't mention this when I kind of introduced you, and I, of course, left out a ton of credits. You've got like yeah, over 150 okay. credits on IMDb. Yeah. I just wanted to pick the big recent ones, but yeah. I, I didn't mention that you're the artistic director of the Road Theater. I am that. As, as we mentioned, and when I ma- first met you at the auditions for this yes. show, um, you, you had told me, like, yeah, we're, we're putting up a show, like, next week. Yeah, that I was directing. Yeah. That's right. So, so tell me about, tell us about uh, the Road Theater and the kind of work that you guys do over well, there. Well, it's a wonderful place. It's in North Hollywood, which is one of the fastest growing areas in the city now. And I happened to be asked to do a production that the, in a role they couldn't cast within their company in 2003 by a good friend of mine. And we did a play called Napoli Millionario, which ended up being a big success and winning a lot of ovations and drama critic circle awards. And people really responded to it. A great old play about Italians dealing with the black market in World War II. And the theater was very close to my house. I really liked the people. There was a refreshing lack of, you know, ego and mm. uh, any kind of drama backstage. And I just started hanging around with them and ended up on the board for a while and was trying to decide what really I'm doing because I was also having a career and my kids were doing all kinds of things that I was trying not to miss at the time. And um, Taylor Gilbert, who founded the company and is the other artistic director, just came to me and asked me if I would artistic direct with her. She'd been looking for a long time and she thought that we would be a good fit. I said no about ten times. And then I really started to think about it and I thought... That whole world has been really good to me. It's been really good to me, and I've really felt a a part of it, and I've really enjoyed it over the years. And I think there's some wonderful theater in Los Angeles, both large theater and small, that takes a hit next to New York. Mm-hmm. And which I really don't think we have to do anymore because I think things are every bit as good, yeah. and um, and every bit as bad as you know as that goes. <laughs> sure, um, there's there's no geographical guarantee yeah. anywhere. Yeah. But um, I, I found the idea of working there really appealing, and I love the idea that the mission was all new work. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, let's see what I can do. I'd really like to find out if I could help make a difference. And about that time, um, the Community Re- Development Agency, which is now defunct, unfortunately, was very instrumental in making North Hollywood a place that was really focused on in terms of growth. And one of the areas they were looking at was the arts. They made it an official theater district. And they and the L.A. Theater Alliance chose four small theaters that they felt stood the best chance to thrive and sur- uh, survive and thrive in the growing community, which is just growing so fast it's unbelievable and now there's a you know there's a subway stop there there's tons of housing going up and so the road was one of the four that was chosen and we spent a year-long series of seminars in arts management given by everybody from Yvonne Bell who's your wonderful director of development at the Music Center um, Center Theater Group to um, people who specialized in branding, to people who specialized in corporate fundraising, to it was really like grad school again, is what it felt like. And out of that, all four theaters wrote a um, capacity plan that any donor or funder could take a look at, get an idea of the identity of this company, what it did, and have for yourself a living document that people can look at at any time. It was brilliant, brilliant idea. And they did it very, very well. In the middle of that process, they introduced us all to a developer who um, was coming into the area and had specialized in doing mixed-use residential housing projects with an arts component added to it. It's the Meta Corporation, John Husky, and um, 
their first project was the Burbank Senior Artists Colony. So in that living development, if you're a senior 62 or over, you apply to be a resident of this apartment. The apartments are gorgeous. They have all the typical amenities. But they also have a, an incredible you know, art studio, watercolor sculpture, oil painting. There's a video editing bay that any professional would kill for. Wow. There's a radio stage. And they provide programming and classes for them in all of those areas as part of their rent. Oh, as cool. well as exercise and psychology and nutrition. And it's a whole new model of aging, which is, since there are baby boomers around, of which I am one, um, it, it's, it's just revolutionary. You know, it's not, it's not the way it used to be where people hit 60 and then they're, right. they're off to the home. You know, right. it's time to, to get them out to pasture. These are really vital, active people. And, in one of their situations, they had a screenwriting class, and there was a woman who was a retired bank teller who had wanted nothing more than to write a script. And in this class she did, the uh, teacher thought, found it to be amazing. They filmed it. They sent it off, and she won a national screenwriting competition. Really? Which is amazing. So awesome. then they brainstormed some more, and this guy named Tim Carpenter, who is the head of Engage, which is this group that programs for the seniors, um, Tim came up with an idea for why, if we're moving into NoHo, why don't we make it a theater building? And so they did, and they built a brand-new state-of-the-art 80-seat theater, and they looked around for a resident company, and they chose the road. So mm-hmm. we now have a second space. We're both on Lancashire, and we're on Magnolia in the same area, a little further down east. And it's a beautiful brand-new theater. Um, we've been in for about a year, and our mandate is to create a relationship with the residents while we are doing our own work mm. in, our, in our seasons. So we give them classes. We make them preview audiences. We do receptions and talkbacks with them. We give them classes in playwriting and acting and directing and wow. improv. And um, we include them in all of our events, uh, invited to all our opening nights, uh, and we hear from them, and it's wonderful. They're very vocal, and they're very wonderful and talented and smart. And we're looking now for other ways to just, you know, really expand the nature of that relationship. Wow. Maybe even doing something like life stories with their life stories. With oh, my God, that'd be great. Yeah. Which would be incredible. So yeah. it's a wonderful kind of project, and we still do four shows a year. We have something running right now called Sovereign Body by Emily Beck, a local playwright who's brilliant. Um, Taylor Gilbert is starring in it, uh, directed by Scott Smith, our, our associate artistic director. And it's an absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous play about, uh, let's just say, the underpinnings of illness hmm. and making it sound much darker than it is. It's very moving and beautiful and uplifting. So that's what I do in my spare time. What a great service that that, yeah, that, cool. that you guys offer to the community that way. It's wonderful. That's so cool. And you've got two spaces now. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So what what is it? I'm, I'm curious hearing you speak about all these experiences and, and the risks that you took and the outreach, the work that you're doing with the road. And mm-hmm. what, what is it that draws you to this work? Why this and not uh, and not music? Or oh. or writing or painting. well, I have I have done that and I continue to do that. You know, uh-huh. I, I find um, 
you know, the longer I'm around, I find that the more varied my interests become. I love mm. what I do. I love the work of what I do as an actor. I also love directing, I've discovered. I love composing. I've composed shows, you know, scores for shows. I've composed a couple musicals, one of which was actually done. <laughs> um, I love that. That is no small feat. No, I'm telling you, it's not. Jeez. You know, that'll, that'll test your metal, yeah. <laughs> you know, with yourself. Yeah. And um, through it all, I've been doing writing on my own. You know, I've, I've been writing scripts, and I've also in the middle of writing a mystery novel, um, a member of Mystery Writers of America. How cool. Which is great. Right on. So wow. I think that everything you do enriches you, you know? And I think everything that you – this is the only career that I can think of where everything applies. Mm-hmm. You know, I never know when I'm going to play something in some field that I don't know much about. And I've become – I think even more of a student in these years than I used to be. In uh-huh. fact, there's a lot of college classes that weren't about the theater that I thought, nah, I wish I, I wish I'd listened a little more. You know? Right. And I did that because it certainly would have helped me with the scientist I played not too long ago. So, you know, those <laughs> kinds of things. Um, yeah. And yeah. I really urge my kids to do the same thing because it's mm. they're both theater majors and. Oh wow. Yeah, and I and I think it's just everything applies. What a gift. And I find it all fascinating. What a gift. I, my, my dad really encouraged me to explore this. I, I'm an actor as well. My dad really ex- encouraged me to explore it and supported me through so a lot of the, the tighter times. And I, I, I meet people whose parents did not encourage that. Yes. Who, who had to fight an uphill battle just, yep. to, just, to, just to go do a play or something. And their yep. parents are always fighting them. When are you going to get a real job? Blah, yep. blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I just think how... How easy have some of us had it with yeah. just that backing and that support? Yeah. If, I, I don't think I have strong enough character. If my dad had said, I don't want you to do it, I'd probably be like, oh, yeah, he's probably right. Yeah, you know? my dad didn't want me to do it, so I'm one of those people. Wow, okay. Um, so. My mom was fine. My dad was not. He just felt that, you know, in the long run, it's really, it really is a pipe dream, especially if you come from a small town in the Midwest. And there are all kinds of really stable careers where you don't have to deal with the up and down. I mean, he was obviously concerned about me, so, yeah. you know, that's a good thing. But there was no one who would have stopped me. Hmm. That's just the simple truth. I might have smiled and nodded, but I definitely would have been on my way anyway. Hmm. And it was very, very interesting before he passed away when he would see me on something or on the screen. You know, it was, it, it was a really interesting thing for him. To I think to know that you could go ahead and stick it out and do it. And ironically, in his later years, I heard a couple stories about some of his dreams that he didn't follow early on that he wished he had. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just one of those things where you go, okay, well, at least I, whatever else I say, I'm not saying that. Mm. You know, I'm doing what I wanted to do. Yeah. And continue yeah. to do it, so it's great. So you have two daughters that are. I have a son and a daughter. Oh, I don't, have, a son uh, of, yeah, I, have I heard t- twins, and I immediately thought. I know people gender. do. Yeah. That's okay. They're fraternal. It's a boy and a girl. Uh-huh. Uh, soon to be twenty-two. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, soon to start their senior years in college, and wow. both are theater majors, and they're both very talented and very smart, and uh, more importantly to me, they're really good people. So. Wow. Do they have that same quality of uh, of watching for people's? Experiences when they oh absolutely when they, uh, absolutely watch something yeah, yeah one of the great um, w- one of the great experiences of my life actually was writing home from a play I was in with my son and talking shop which I never hmm. thought would happen how do you do that moment do you do is it always the same how do you yeah. make yourself cry like that when you have to wow and having those conversations and um, he came to it a little later he was really an athlete you know the whole time he was growing up and that was going to be his bent in one way or another and mm-hmm. then. 
it was like a tornado hit him, I think. Uh-huh. And I remember that tornado hitting me, so I wow. understood it. So are you coming up across, against the, the business side of acting with, with them kind of starting their careers and with what you've done? I mean, how does that play into your process uh, and your journey? Hmm. Well, I always found that to be the difficult part. Yeah. You know, I never felt I was a very good salesman. And I, I especially never felt I was a particularly good salesman of myself. I much preferred people saw what I did and either responded to it or didn't. And I generally found those people that were, uh, thats I don't want to generalize, but very often I found people who were great salesmen weren't so great when it came time to watch them work. Um, I don't mean that across the boards by any means, but that's what I noticed at the time. And... You know, when you come from the Midwest, there's that thing of, you know, you never blow your own horn too loud and, you know, you uh, you always keep uh, some degree of modesty just because that's really important and you just get about your business. You know, Mm. that's that's the way that works. So that was always harder for me. And it was also really important to me that it was my work, that it, you know. It spoke for itself. Sure. But since then, you know, I mean having done this for a very long time, I made a lot of great friends who I find very simpatico once we start working together, you know, and if, if that's it, that's it. And um, I get a lot of repeat business, you know, from people who I've worked for who go on to a different show and, and have me on that or ask me back or mm-hmm. whatever. And that's gratifying. I mean, yeah. because that comes from, you know, a- a- anything that they like well enough to bring back and they know they're going to get something on time and it's not going to be trouble. I was going to say trust. Trust. Yeah, it is trust. I think it is trust. And that's really a great thing, you know? Um, and so I, I really, I really enjoy all that. And, uh, and in the meantime, the acting and the directing and the writing and the rest of it, running a theater keeps me more than hopping. Yeah. Yeah. But someone said, you know, I don't know how you do all that because it's just too much for any one person to do. And I said, well, I don't do all of it well all the time. I mean, let's just be honest about that. You know, I don't know anybody who could. But something that I have found which is interesting is that by being that involved in that many different things, it really kind of forces me to be where I'm at when I'm there. Mm -hmm. And as a result... I can be really tired from a long day of shooting or rehearsing or doing something, and I can walk into my class thinking, oh, man, how am I going to do this tonight? You know, it's like I've got four more hours to go. This is crazy. And within two minutes, somebody will ask me a question or start working on a scene, and I'll I'll just get excited and and, um, motivated and uh, impressed and want to work. And the next thing I know, four hours have passed, and Hmm. I'm fine. You know, so it feels like I have more time than less. Hmm. And the less were those days when I used to sit around my apartment when I was trying to get started, going, I just don't know what to do. I don't know who to call or mm-hmm. who to talk to or what to do about that and what's wrong. Why don't maybe I don't fit? I think everybody feels like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. when you first come and you feel like an outsider. Do you still have those thoughts at all? No, not so much. You know, if I do, I recognize them as really old. Has <laughs> really old thoughts. Yeah. Um, and also, I mean, yeah. I've seen enough of the business to know that decisions are made sometimes that have absolutely nothing to do with you and what you did. Mm-hmm. You know, that that uh, there are all kinds of things that go into the casting of a role. And so my whole, um, my version of success is if I'm, if I'm reading for something and I, I leave, if I'm not still doing it in the rearview mirror, it's been great. Yeah. Right? If I am, 
eh, maybe I left something that I didn't really feel complete about. Uh-huh. Um, and even then, I've done that and gotten a job that I didn't expect. Huh. You know, so there's no rhyme yeah. or reason to that. But I don't control that part of it, and I no longer try to. Mm-hmm. I let that part of it go. If it's something I really wanted and I didn't get it, I'm disappointed. I let myself feel it for a couple hours. And uh, if it's a really big thing, maybe I'll give it an extra one. Um, and then on I go the best I can you know, yeah. to whatever's next. Yeah, because you've got so many other kind of passions feeding into yeah. to that part of yourself. Yeah, that's the great, that, that's yeah. the great news. And yeah. it just keeps me engaged and it keeps me interested and it keeps me a student you know? yeah. and I like that yeah. I like that role I think that yeah. role is really cool I think coming from the place of a student and coming from a place of just being busy and having stuff going on yeah. is what will almost always book you the job that and and book a flight out of town and you'll book a job for sure <laughs> every single book time book a flight out of town get married for real yeah. have a baby for real <laughs> somebody's gonna call you I know that that's true oh yeah it love is. it so we have two questions we'd like to kind of wrap up with okay. all our guests uh, and the first one is um, a little bit um, new agey, and that's why we like it. It always okay. gets really great responses. So, the f- so the first question is: Do you feel like this career path chose you, or do you feel like you chose it? Um, I f- yes, I feel. I feel. I guess I feel like we chose each other. But if there wasn't a part of it that was loaded with coincidences that happened at very odd times that moved me along. Um, I don't think I'd be able to say that as strongly as I can say it. Uh, I remember as a younger guy watching the series of interviews between Bill Moyer and um, Joseph Campbell, you know, the great, yeah, the yeah. great mythologist. Yeah. And did all this work in comparative religions and myths and was just one of the most brilliant minds we ever had. And it's, it's a really indelible set of interviews. And one of the things that he said was, if you, if you find your bliss, you begin to have this feeling that invisible hands are pushing you along very gently from the back. There are definitely times in my life where I felt those hands at work. Wow. Yeah, so that's how I would answer that. And that doesn't mean that I don't work my ass off, because I do. Right. You know, I've heard that said by many, yeah. many, many successful artists and creative types and things like that. They almost all say, if you if you talk to them long enough, they almost all will admit, I always knew yeah. that this was supposed to be this way. Yeah, and it's, it, you know, it doesn't take away the mystery of it, you know. Yeah. I, I've given up trying to solve the mystery of it. I'm fascinated with all the explanations. Uh-huh. But um, I have no interest in solving it. But I do know at times I've really felt it. Hmm. One of those times, which I did want to mention, was um, when I had that kind of flatline period after I stopped work, after I started working a lot. Um, I thought, oh my God, I'm here. I'm working a lot. This is everything I wanted. Why do I feel incomplete? You know, am I greedy? Am I selfish? Am I what am I? And I realized that. You know, while I was working a lot, a lot of it was kind of a period of the same sort of thing, and it was a lot of cops and robbers, and it was a lot of, you know, at one point I think I even went in for a fitting, and I was fitted in the same suit I'd worn on a different show the previous week, <laughs> which was kind of kind of great in a way. I mean, right, don't get me wrong, right. I was very thankful to have the work. But at the same time, it was like, oh, what am I going to do? And I saw an ad in Variety one day that Jose Quintero, the legendary film director, was yeah. coming to town to do a master class. And... 
I made an appointment to audition, and I was really scared to death. And I had a big body work behind me, and I was still scared to death because I think sometimes we're always waiting for that one person to come along that says, I'm the one who sees through you. You know, No, right. you're not as good as you think mm-hmm. you are. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone has that one. And so I went in and met him, and I did the audition, and he gave some feedback and some notes, and we did it again. And it was... It was one of those moments we're talking about where the hands are floating behind your back mm. because this guy was all about the work. He wasn't interested in being a guru. He wasn't interested in doing anything but doing the work, the absolute joy of the process of the work. I studied with him off and on for 10 years. Uh, he had as big an effect on me as as anybody in terms of how he how he approached it and how he thought and what he struggled with and... I thought it was just very human, and it was at the root of, of everything we do. So when he passed away, I said, and my kids were just born then, so I wasn't about to do it then, but I said, one of these days, I'm going to teach again, and I'm going to do it my own way. And that opportunity popped up about five years ago. Hmm. And I just, half the time, I'm not doing everything he did. I mean, I'm doing my own thing, but there are certainly elements of it that I got from him, and I feel sometimes like that hand is just shoving me a little forward behind me as I'm as I'm moving on and I think that's what's significant that's more significant on than you know how many guest shots did you do over the last three years yeah yeah do you feel like this is not part of our two questions but do you do you do you really do you feel that uh, hmm. I'm trying to like think of how to phrase this question without bringing religion into it okay but do you do you feel uh, the presence of a, a higher power in your life um yes, I don't have a, I don't have a word to call it mm-hmm. for you. Um there's just a mystery sometimes about about life and why why on this particular day you happen to show up at this particular place and ran into this particular person at an elevator yeah. who steered you in this direction that led you to something that turned out to be really significant for you. Yeah. I find it Spiritual. I don't know how else to describe it. I don't know why, but but it is. And I think whatever that is, you know, then what you do is you find a way to give back hmm. when you can. Yeah. And that for me is a pretty beautiful trade off. Yeah. You know? And it's simple too, and I yeah. love that. There's yeah. no crazy rules to go along with it exactly and if there were we would know from earlier to just never let that stop you anyway that's right because remember what my friend said when (laughs) i first came to town exactly there's all these rules and it's totally subjective and you're gonna break everyone you want yeah uh and then the last question i have for you before we wrap up is if you had one piece of advice to impart to somebody kind of coming down the road behind you uh on their own journey um what would that one piece of advice be don't let your fear that you're not enough stop you from engaging, asking questions, uh, standing up for yourself, making inroads, because the people that you're dealing with here, who I think for those of us who didn't experience it growing up in it, um, they may seem like they're in a foreign country and you're trying to break down whatever that wall is to even get inside a door that they're people as well and um, very often uh, 
those people that hire want you to be great. You know, they mm-hmm. want you to be what they're looking for. Mm. Um, and I think we spend so much time trying to figure out what everybody else wants and what we think they want and what the right thing to do is and what the trend is that we don't we don't bring our own truth to the table. And almost invariably when you do that, people sit up and take notice. Yeah. That's what I'd say. Well, I- and buy a great guidebook <laughs> on how to get around L.A. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's my other one. That's right. Thomas Guide, although I still have, I still have a Thomas Guide. Do you I really? I haven't cracked it out in wow. you know, a decade, but yeah. Wow. Yeah. I see all these people on their, you know, on their cell phones, on their GPS systems, and, yeah. you know, they're just spotting it. There's, there's the little red dot that shows up, and they know how to get there. And a couple of times that I tried that, it actually took me longer. Really? Than the shortcuts I knew. So, you <laughs> know, that? Well, I guess now, I'm sticking old school. Now they have uh, apps that will actually analyze the traffic and then reroute you on side streets oh, to get you there God. faster. I love it. Well, yeah. Okay. Pretty amazing. But just in it case is. your battery dies, have a Thomas Guide. That's right. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I like it. Uh, cool. So you've got a, a show that you're going to be heading into now. You've got a performance tonight. I of, do. Uh, I do. Words. I do. Yes, I do. Yeah. yeah and I'm yeah. very excited about that. I can't wait to do it again. Cool. Well, by the time this airs, I think the show will actually have been closed, but uh, right. we will be mentioning it to our listeners to Wonderful. make sure that we can get people out to see the show because it's a beautiful piece of work. Thanks. You're doing fantastic work, Thank obviously, you. as always. Appreciate and, it. And um, I think you, I asked you earlier, what's next? And it was just kind of i don't have a clue not sure and i'm really okay <laughs> you know i know we're planning a whole new season at the road and that's going awesome. on we have a show that's opening in early june called the flower duet which is a beautiful new play uh, that's going to open at the brand new theater in uh, the road on magnolia and in the meantime i'll be writing and i'll be uh you know looking around and meetings and seeing what's going to what's gonna happen next. I don't have Great. a clue, but that's okay with me. So if people want to find out more about you or maybe connect with you on, online, where can they go? Um, I'm one of those dinosaurs who I'm not on Facebook, I hate to say, and I get... Good uh, for you. I, I get <laughs> crap about this all the time. Um, they can go to the Road Theater website, and they can always reach me at the Road Theater website. Okay. And uh, if they're interested in my class, there's information there. Um that's the best way to find me. Okay. Cool. We'll make sure we have links to all of that on our Wonderful. website. Good. Yeah. Sam, thank you again for taking the time to sit down with us. My this absolute pleasure. Really it fantastic. took us a little while, but it was worth the wait. Absolutely. All right. Thanks man. again. Thank you. Hey folks, welcome back. Hope you dug that interview. I I I really dug it. I think Sam's just got, I mean, you can tell he's a dad, <laughs> I guess, is, my, <clears throat> is what I would say. You know, he's just got a, a very um, calm and collected way about him. And I just, uh, I, I really love his approach to the work, his approach to the business, his approach to, you know, he, he just, he definitely kept a lot of his Midwestern values and, 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 applied somehow applied them to this insane industry and just got better as an actor and that's how he ended up being successful you know i i'm i'm jealous that uh, i wasn't able to, to meet him with you uh trev but um what a great interview yeah thanks he's a great dude and uh that you know i took a lot of things away from the interview but but right off the top of my head the things that i took away were saying yes to stuff 
just just like there's a part there's a, a portion of the interview I think it was in part one where he talks about just like somebody said can you do this and he said yes and then he kind of figured out after the fact now we don't we don't kind of wholesale condone that kind of thing because if somebody says can you ride a horse and you say yes and then they catch you in a commercial where you have to ride a horse and you've never ridden a horse before that's really bad but um, if somebody is hiring you for you know like a stage management gig or something like that like he was talking about at a place like the Amundsen um, and they said can you handle this with all these cameras around and he just said yes I'll figure it out um, I think that's a case where there were yeah I think it really it benefits you and obviously it worked out for him he, he said yes to so many things over the course of his career um, that just really benefited him where I think somebody who was more timid might be like uh, no I, I haven't done that before I don't know that I can do it Mm. So that that kind of confidence that backs things. So that was a big takeaway. And then also when he talks about the invisible hands is one of my favorite kind of pieces of it. Um, just that just that he's felt like this kind of the universe kind of gently ushering him towards the next gig and then the next gig and then the next gig. And he just just him saying that you know like when you when you really get down to it and you're quiet and you're like yeah you can feel those you can feel that at work in your life. And I think that, uh, that's common among a lot, a lot, a lot of creative people that I think that a lot of us are in tune with something that, um, perhaps people in other industries are not as in tune with uh, generally speaking. I'm completely generalizing right now, but, um, I loved that. It made, it really stood out to me as something that we should be open to. Who was it? Darren, What's his name? Darren Petty uh, that we interviewed. Uh, wear, wear life like a loose garment. <laughs> Do you remember uh, that? Yeah, yeah. I think it was. I think he was going for something a little different. But but I uh, got. I love that saying. Wear life like a loose garment. Darren's such a good dude. I, I feel like we should get back in touch with him to see what he's up to. Yeah, he, yeah. he was super nice. Uh, anyway, dude, what's your pick of the week? Uh, my pick of the week. Well, Jasmine has been wanting, uh, really wanting lately, to get me into the Aust- basically Australian cinema, specifically the Australian cinema that she grew up with. And <clears throat> there's a, a this sort of list of of Australian films that are, if you're from Australia or you're interested in Australian filmmaking, I, I, I guess everyone has seen them. And on that list are like you know Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. The Dish and my pick of the week, which is Muriel's Wedding, um, which was basically Tony Collette's like breakout role, and it's really fascinating, by the way, to see her in uh, such a weird, uh, young, uh, immature but coming of age uh, uh, character, and then to look at where she's come today and, and the kind of work she does today. She's just such an amazing actress, and, and you can tell right away, like. She's got such a weird look that you you don't immediately go, oh, this girl's going to be a star. But you, but she's so good that you that you do say to yourself, wow, she's an amazing amazing actress, and and she's going to find her place, and she obviously has. So it stars uh, Tony Collette, and it, it's a it's a classic. A lot of people have seen it before, and a lot of people have told me about it, or have heard people talking about it in. And and usually people say things like, "Oh, it's it's so funny. It's like one of my favorite movies because I think it's so hilarious, et cetera, et cetera." But one of the things that I was really taken by is how there's actually a lot of really sad moments, not even really touching so much as just plain sad. And I didn't know that about this film, and I just think it's such a great trick 
of the art of filmmaking when films can do that, where they can make you both laugh and cry in the same story. And it doesn't seem far-fetched or out of place or what have you. So it's a great movie. It's on Netflix. And uh, that's my pick of the week. Uh, what's your pick of the week, man? I'm going to do uh, a place called Essential Chocolate. It's uh, it's a dessert place in Culver City. They make muffins and cakes and donuts and cookies and things like that. And uh, it's a little, it's like almost like a little hole in the wall place. I, I I don't want to call it a hole in the wall because I feel like that denotes like a certain aesthetic or a certain level of cleanliness or something. And this place is really nice, but it's very small and it's just literally like it's it's just a little like storefront and a sea of storefronts on Culver Boulevard in Culver City. I have had a few of their items now and um i'm generally a pretty healthy guy but i like to indulge in you know a dessert pastry type thing here and there and their donut holes and their chocolate chip cookies are hands down the best donut holes and chocolate chip cookies (laughs) i've ever had in my entire life and I'm, i'm talking like dude like there is a tingling sensation that happens when you eat this stuff it is it is just, I mean, it can't be healthy for you. It's got to be awful because it is so unbelievably delicious. It just it takes, it took me to, an, it takes me to another world every time I have one of their desserts and it feels weird picking a food and like talking about, I don't know. It makes me feel so like fat and American when I talk about food that way, but, uh, it's really good, man. So if anybody listening to this is local to Los Angeles and you're looking for like a good, just kind of like little you know, excursion, field trip, adventure kind of thing. Um, I highly recommend checking out uh, Essential Chocolate in Culver City on our website in the show notes. I'll put uh, the Yelp link in the uh, in the show notes for this place so you can go check it out and see what other people are saying about it and see some photos and whatnot. It's just a, a really great uh, little dessert place that maybe will give you a tingling sensation as well. <laughs> <laughs> What are you selling, boy? Oh, what I don't are you know. selling? What are they selling? I don't know, but I'm addicted. What are they selling? Oh, jeez, yeah, that's hilarious. Um, we also got a listener pick in the uh, a listener pick in the inbox this week. Wow, I almost wow. put all of those words into one word. That was a the- good recovery, though, man. Oh goodness! I'm glad I stopped myself. I could have something could have exploded. Um, uh, Jamie Hansen, uh, speaking of Aussies, uh, Jamie Hansen uh, wrote in and uh, said, "Hey guys, just saw a great feature film documentary the other night called The Standbys. Very relevant to performers, particularly those involved with or with aspirations to be involved with shows on Broadway, London's West End, etc. AJ, you would love this. We'll see about that, Jamie. Um, I thought it would make a good." Li- make a good listener pick of the week for the podcast um he sent the website which we'll put on our 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 website but it's the standbys.wordpress.com i wonder if with a name like that if standbys in london is essentially the same as like understudies or swings i am actually yeah really interested in in watching this um i personally love our swings that we have on heathers um and they work their butts off they know every single role in the show and could go on at a moment's notice and have already you've had have you had any emergency kind of um i wouldn't say i wouldn't say emergencies but they've gone on for 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 almost every single role well no at this point they have gone on for every single ensemble part and there's six of them wow there's six ensemble roles and they've got all the blocking all the dance moves Mm -hmm. all everything yep they've got costumes that fit for that particular 
role and um sort of they they kind of uh the costume designers were very smart and they kind of simplified their their costumes cool uh so that they can wear essentially the same few costumes for uh, a couple of different roles um and uh, they also the other thing that always impresses me is they they need to know all the vocal parts yeah so you know it's a two-hour show and and if you've downloaded the the album you'll 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 yet you'll hear like it's it's no joke like it is that music larry o'keefe is is insane he's a genius but the the music's crazy and it took me you know a lot of hard work just to learn one vocal track so you know these these people know three and can cover six different roles in the ensemble alone and also are like you know second cover for 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 a lot of the principles as well so that's so cool. If that's what it's about, I'm. I am. You're right, Jamie. I. I, I may actually love it, and I w- I'm really interested to check it out. Sweet. So the standbys link <clears throat> on our website. Mm-hmm. Cool. So we got a great uh, one-time donation from uh, a longtime listener and supporter, Christopher Gray, and I had the pleasure and honor of meeting Christopher. He actually just moved to LA with his family to. Um, pursue a, a career in this industry, and I, I have no doubt that he's going to see a lot of success. He's got a great look. He's a really nice, genuine guy. He's very generous. He just gets it. He's just one of the people that just gets it, gets what paying it forward is about, gets what um, it is to reach out and build relationships, gets what hard work and taking chances is about. I mean, he just he gets it. Um, and I'm honored to have him as a listener and honored to have met him and honored to even be uh, in touch with him now and again. Um, today still and it's just cool that he's still chiming in and supporting the podcast so this one-time donation just kind of came out of the out of the blue and it's just really wonderful to know that there's people like that out there supporting us and making it happen so thank you so much christopher he's also one of the people who reached out in response to your dispatch and one of the things that i loved is that at the end of his email he wrote uh, you know, after saying all of his, you know, thank yous and, and what the podcast means to him, uh, he said, uh, what can I, I've always wondered, what can I do for the podcast? And I just thought, first of all, it was uh, incredibly generous, uh, number one. And number two, I don't know. I don't know what the response to that would be. I feel like Trevor and I may want to take some time to think about it. But, you know, other than, you know, this, this donation or any donation to the podcast, I guess we would just say the stock things, which is, you know, tell your friends, tweet about it, put it, put us up on Facebook, leave us a review, uh, a five-star review <coughs> on iTunes. Um, you know, word of mouth, it's, it's, it all, it all supports us in, in growing this, this thing. And, you know, we talked about not necessarily wanting to move into information product land earlier in the episode, but one thing that we are always interested in is, is reaching a larger audience. And it, we, it's, it's funny cause it's, it's like a chicken and egg type thing because we, it's, it's challenging to grow an audience without having a, an audience, without having a base, without having uh, a lot of people that listen to you so that you can convince you know, some podcasting network or something like, Hey, check this out. We've built this. We have all these listeners. Would you be interested in adding us to your lineup? It's, it's, it's not a, uh, a game we have to play if, um, you know, our listeners are out on the field doing it for us, you know, good point. Yeah. And we've got such an amazing, amazing community of people that have kind of gathered around this, around this thing. And what's cool is it doesn't feel like, hey, look at our fans, AJ. It feels more like, look at this cool community we get to be a part of. 
Mm-hmm. You know, this is not our podcast. This is everybody's podcast. You know, this is not my podcast or your podcast. This is this is the community's podcast. So, absolutely cool. So, patron of the week. Um, we have a lot of patrons um, that that have been supporting us for a while, but we don't know anything about them yet. Uh, we don't have a photo or a blurb or, or links to any of their you know social media or their website or IMDb's or anything like that. So um, we're going to go ahead and pick uh, Ryan Adams, who um, may or may not be the singer. Ryan Adams. Um, <laughs> Isn't it Brian Adams? No, there, there's a Ryan Adams, yeah, and he rocks. Uh, Ryan Adams. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm Googling right now. Yeah, his cover of Wonderwall by uh, Oasis is really, really great. Oh, yeah, I yeah. know this guy. Um, so um, maybe that's the Ryan Adams we're talking about, or maybe this is uh, an even cooler actor, filmmaker type of um, Ryan Adams. <laughs> type of <laughs> type of Ryan Adams. There are, there are many types of Ryan Adams. There are. I feel like we're we're doing one of those nature shows. <laughs> there are many types of Ryan Adams. This particular Ryan Adams is of the filmmaker variety. Right. <laughs> uh, all that is to say, like we we just wanted to again thank uh, our patrons and uh, Ryan. You are our pick of the week. Thank you so much for supporting us. Um, but we'd love to know more about you. So. Um, please, uh, if you feel so moved, this is not a requirement by any means, but um, we'd love to ha- uh, have a photo and uh, a blurb and um, some links to your relevant websites to throw up on our patron page so that we all can learn more about you and celebrate your awesomeness for supporting us on a recurring monthly basis. So, Ryan, thank you very much, and all our patrons, thank you very much. Yeah, man. Okay. Wow. Good episode. Uh, you know where to find us. Uh, you can start at our website, InsideActingPodcast.com. But, you know, you can also find us on Twitter. Ask your questions there. You can find us on Facebook. We've got uh, our page and the group, which you can uh, request to be uh, added to. And um, Jen or one of us will, will add you to that. And we've got our email, InsideActingPodcast at gmail.com, as well as our voicemail line. Uh, which is 2132-ACTORS. That's 213-222-8677. So you literally have no excuse, other than I don't really have a question, which I don't really have a response for. <laughs> Amen. And uh, and then last but not least, um, this podcast is powered by word of mouth and dollars and change. So if you... Um, would like to we would love to have your support uh in both uh reviews and sharing this with your friends um of course you can feel free to email us or call us or whatever and let us know what you'd like more of or less of we're very responsive to that and if you really want to go the extra mile uh shoot us a couple bucks this podcast runs almost entirely on listener donations and every penny that we receive from listeners goes back into building a better podcast buying Mike stands paying for podcast hosting fees and and production costs and things like that so um that goes a long way so if you're listening to this and you think it's time i've been listening forever and i'm ready to give back go ahead and do that uh head over to our website and uh, click on the donate button it's on the right hand side of the page uh next to the kind of featured current episode and um it's all done through paypal um sorry for those of you that don't believe in paypal um, we have yet to find a, an adequate replacement that's going to be easy to move everybody over to, but um, it seems to work for, for most people. So um, head on over and uh, click the donate button, sign up as a patron, 
at uh, you know just as little as like three five bucks a month or um, just send us a, a one-time donation it's your call uh, and we'd love to have your support and uh, we'll give you a shout out on the show and you can write that donation off as a education expense come tax time so it's kind of a win for everybody and that's all I got wow beautifully said my friend beautifully Indeed. said thank you thank you very much I rehearsed it all right, so thanks to uh, Jen, our production coordinator, Cesar Gamino, our technical producer, and all our patrons. Uh, very, very much you guys make this podcast happen. Uh, for episode 147, my name is Trevor Algott. And I'm AJ Meyer. We'll see you next week. And in the meantime, you're terrible, Muriel. This episode of Inside Acting has been brought to you in part by VOTogogo.com the award-winning voiceover training system and winner of Backstage's Reader's Choice Award for Best VO Training four years in a row. Visit VOtogogo.com slash start for a free Getting Started in VoiceOver online class that will help you add voiceover to your acting portfolio. That's VOtogogo.com slash start.